0: Welcome to Center of Attention the podcast. My name is Seth Everett. Normally, we do this show with either former NBA player Antawn Thomas or a host of other great broadcasters, including David Bolton from Fox Sports Florida, Jay Mariotti, longtime columnist and broadcaster, and many, many more. This podcast comes from a Twitch show. We do the show Monday through Friday live 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll take the episodes that we do online and turn them into this podcast. You can download this podcast at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you can find podcasts, but you can see the show live and on archive by going to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. And if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to the channel for free. That's right. Just link your Amazon Prime and a Twitch account, and suddenly you can subscribe to one channel and not pay a penny for it. You subscribe for free, and we get the subscription. Go to www.twitch.tv slash Seth Everett for more information. Now enjoy this episode of Center of Attention. We'll get back to Etan Thomas and myself in just a moment, but here on Center of Attention, once a week we get to check in on sports gambling. And for that, we bring in the head odds maker at Bovada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow. Can the NFL just do me one favor? Put an extra week before the playoffs, maybe even two. Give me a week 18 and a week 19, because this is going to happen again, and the shoehorning in of schedules to make sure all these games fit just seems a little arrogant to me
1: yeah you know you look at where we are now and it's it seems impossible that they could even get this done week 17 if everything else goes right and i mean gosh the last week especially boy did things go wrong and go wrong fast uh and i i I think now that we are where we're at with the nfl where okay maybe we do have to embrace the mlb model just making it up as we go uh I I'd say, yeah, I think there's too much at stake here. You know, teams need to rest teams need, uh, you know, a little bit. I think for the fans and for everyone else's, uh, you know, comfort with this, uh, yeah, let's extend the season a little bit. Let's give ourselves a little bit more room and, uh, you know, we can play the playoffs when we play them, we can play them in cold venues. We can play them in warm venues. We can play them, you know, indoor, outdoors. We can make that up as we go along as well, because we've already thrown out a bit of the competitive balance, uh. By, you know, just changing things on the fly, as we have, by changing opponents, by changing dates, by changing buys, uh, you know, all of a sudden you look at the Patriots and, you know, we'll get into this as well as all the other games, but all of a sudden they could have Cam Newton available, which would be a massive impact versus, you know, having Hoyer under center again. So it's... It is making it up as it goes, and I think we just have to embrace that now. If it's if that's going to be the case and we're throwing everything else out, let's embrace safety and let's get through this uh, season in one piece.
0: And don't forget, I'm not trying to be a COVID alarmist here. That's not my argument. My argument is it's the competition. The Titans are not having normal weeks, okay? So that's first of all. The second of all, the Denver Broncos spent an entire week preparing for a game that didn't play, and that's not their fault. And then what what i'm thinking is that was their bye week that they worked five days of their bye week that's not right and this nonsense about if if a game is canceled because of COVID irresponsibility both teams don't get paid that's not right because you know as well as anybody you can get COVID even if you're doing the right things and one slip up and that's all it takes and so i just think the nfl is being arrogant when they're doing this their rules are not about competition again i'm not suggesting that this is about COVID. i'm saying this is about protecting the sanctity of your competition and i don't think it's happening
1: yeah i think you got to get all the players on the right side of this as well the players and the league pardon me i mean there was Tannehill's comments the other day and i can certainly appreciate uh, the frustration with the testing i think this is just frustrating for everybody but i mean i think when you put that out there as well Uh, You also don't garner a lot of sympathy. A lot of people around the league are looking at the Titans and saying, hey, this is your fault. And I mean, I'm not a virologist. I'm not going to pretend to be one, but it does seem like maybe there was a bit of slacking off in that uh, situation that's now affecting everyone. I mean, having said that, games being played Tuesday night, uh, you know, we're going to find a way to figure out the rest of the season, but people got to get on the same page. Uh, You know, whether it's the players figuring out what they need to be doing, whether it's the league, figuring out, uh, you know, how we're going to get through this season, whether it's additional weeks, whether it's additional buys. I mean, I think as fans, we're pretty open to this. We're just happy that games are going to be played, that there's something to bet on, something to get excited about. Uh, You know, the NBA just pulled off an amazing, amazing bubble season with a fantastic finale. Um, You know, why can't the NFL? It really is up to the NFL to get us through. it, It sounds, you know, kind of arrogant, but sports is the great distraction. And I think it's up to the NFL now to kind of get us through the next couple of months. Uh, You know, baseball will be ending soon. We don't really have much else. We have the election, and, you know, God help us. I don't think that's going to give us much peace of mind.
0: No, but it's college sports too, and we don't know when this is happening. And my argument has been just get me 16 games. However you do it, get me 16 games. And this, this shoehorning in, when I saw that nine teams had their schedules changed because of one outbreak. I just said, okay, they're taking this too far. And there were teams in baseball that didn't play 60 games. And nobody's complaining. And I'm not suggesting that the NFL do that. I'm saying if, if the NFL was transparent and said, we're trying, and because of this, we're going to build in an extra buffer week before the first round of the playoffs, I don't know, I don't care what side of the aisle you are, I don't know who would complain about that. I don't know who would say, God darn, the NFL, how dare those panickers? What are they doing? Like, who would say that? All your, We're not saying cancel the Super Bowl. We're not saying cancel the playoffs. I'm not even suggesting bubbles. And by the way, I've also said these giant stadiums can have some fans. And I i, I believe all of that. You can do all of that safely. But to, to not... But to say, well, we're the high and mighty NFL and we're going to sit here and we're going to have our schedule our way, I just think is doing a disservice. And if you notice, what did Adam Silver, Gary Bettman and even Rob Manfred, to an extent, get praised for? They got praised for rolling with the punches. And these guys are hilarious. In in the NFL, they just want to say, and the Denver Broncos got totally screwed.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean... Listen, I I say all all that with a caveat and you say all that with caveat. we are grateful that it, it exists at all, but I mean, yeah, we, we need to, the league needs to be better to ensure that we get across the finish line because yeah, we can't we don't have the advantages that baseball had. This is a high contact league with fifty-two players just smashing into each other for close to hundred plays each game. Yeah, it takes just one thing, like what happened with the Titans, to impact nine teams like that. And we're hoping that that's the end of it as of this recording. We don't even know what's potentially coming next. Hopefully some lessons right, were twice learned. Twice
0: we've done this podcast, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but twice we've done this podcast, and and there have been COVID outbreaks and games canceled after we had already posted this thing on the Internet.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, gosh, yeah. how much does anything age well in uh, 2020? <laughs> And again, we'll get to that with politics as well soon. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I'll tell you this much. It definitely keeps us on our toes. However, uh, I will say that all that to be said, uh, I am grateful that on Sundays, I'm generally speaking more frustrated with, uh, you know, big comebacks, Uh, the Atlanta Falcons failing over and over again, the Seattle Seahawks coming back. I am grateful that when it comes down to it, that uh, at least for one day a week that i'm more frustrated with that than i am with uh, the league itself and uh, just the state of the world itself so good to have that distraction and we need them to be better so that we can continue to have that distraction so that hopefully bovada can keep paying out on these massive comebacks like the seahawks like the atlanta falcons every single week there's a massive double digit team that comes back in prime time and just absolutely crushes us and we need the nfl to help us at bovada to continue to pay out at that rate so come on nfl let's let's get through to january and february and the, right fix fi- fix yourselves just fix yourself that's all we're asking fix
0: yourselves um it's it, it, it's incredible the whole thing is incredible um let's start there though this coming week uh with the, the revamped schedule the four and one cleveland browns travel to pittsburgh to take on the four and zero pittsburgh steelers four and one cleveland browns do i am am i a
1: believer what's the line on that one on the road at pittsburgh yeah so i just actually uh, dialed up the standing as well to make sure you're correct when you said that but it appears the cleveland browns uh perennial clowns uh you know high hopes maybe the last couple of years but ultimately didn't quite get there i mean they look competent on both sides of the ball and they look like they've got some really good coaching there um Browns at Steelers certainly one of the marquee matchups of next week or sorry this week Uh, Steelers three and a half uh, point favorites Steelers D looks good that looks like a good steal this looks like a really good matchup and so far looking at the liabilities of Avada we are seeing about 65% of the money on the Cleveland Browns as it currently stands and it is one of the bigger bet games of the week uh yeah I think we're gonna learn a, a little bit more about which of these two teams are for real uh can Big Ben rise to the quality of that defense, although the defense did let him down a little bit against the Eagles. Uh, are the Browns for real on both sides of the ball that they've shown so far? Uh, I think that's a, one of the more fascinating matchups this week. Absolutely. And
0: because of this topsy-turvy schedule, you have two Monday night games, <laughs> and including the Kansas City Chiefs at 4-1 and going into the 4-0 and Buffalo Bills. Thoughts on that one?
1: Ah, wow. Uh, Two Monday Night Football games. That's what we were promised this week, so, uh, you know, we'll have to see if we even get there, but uh, it's, it's pretty cool to think of the Buffalo Bills as one of the top teams in the league this year. Uh, Josh Allen, I just thought, is passing yards. The Bills,
0: the Cleveland Browns. What, what's new?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I should learn to, uh, you know, roll the surprises a little bit better in 2020. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit wild to think that th- this is where we are at. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's exciting. I think, you know, we talked about this last week, how good uh, Stefan Diggs has been and how uh, Allen has all of a sudden been... Uh, a playmaker that can extend plays, and he's not extending them by finding the other team. Uh, I was looking at his passing yards for the Tuesday night game, two hundred ninety-nine and uh, a half. One of my colleagues on Twitter messaged me. and goes, "That's one of the more surprising things of twenty year is uh, of twenty twenty is the success of Josh Allen." And I think it's pretty fascinating to, and you know, it's it's exciting for the Buffalo Bills. I, I'll be honest. I was one of the first people to say that. Uh, I thought they were going to take a step back you know the classic just barely made it into the playoffs last year lost that opening round game against Houston I thought they I thought that was it for them and uh, you know to see get, see them get a Monday night football game against the Chiefs is pretty exciting. Uh, I would say that as it currently stands the Chiefs we had this as a minus three and a half point favorite, but we currently have that line uh, sorry the Kansas City Chiefs are currently three and a half point favorites which is very low you would think against the Buffalo Bills but again, they have been that good.
0: That's great stuff. There's also college football and baseball. There's so much. And check out the uh, Bavada website to see all the latest odds. Patrick, as always, appreciate it. Good time, as always, Seth. Let's do it again next week. Now, here's myself and Etan Thomas with Center of Attention. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Twitch Sports. We are live and in living color. My name is Seth Everett. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. You are welcome to chat. You're welcome to subscribe. You're welcome to follow. And we're also part of Twitch Sports, which is a real, real honor. Today we're going to have a couple of guests on the show. We're going to have our old friend, Atan Thomas, who I wouldn't have started this channel without. Uh, He's going to talk about the NBA Finals in about eight minutes from now. Uh, then we are going to switch gears. Uh, I have some baseball stuff I have to get out. And then we're going to talk NFL. Cam Cleveland, former tight end, is going to join us uh, from out there in Oregon. So we're going to go all across the country. in D.C., I'm in New Jersey, and uh, Cam is out there in Oregon. He does morning sports radio out there in Cleveland. For those of you who know who I am, I'm going to bore you for the next couple minutes, but for those of you who don't, Let me just tell you a little bit about who I am. Uh, My name is Seth, and I am here on this program. Um, And if somebody's saying they can't see me, if anybody else is telling me they can't see me, please let me know, because anytime I get that, I get nervous. Uh, But I have been in broadcasting for 25 years. Uh, Going on 26, actually. I went to Syracuse University. You'll always notice I talk a lot about Syracuse University, because I love that place. As well, I started my career at Syracuse, I moved over to Denver. I covered the Broncos, I worked with the Avalanche, I covered the Rockies, and even a little with the Nuggets. I then went to Seattle, worked with the Mariners a lot. I worked for a team called the Seattle Supersonics, if you remember them. And if you ever ask me what my favorite NBA team is, I'm always going to say, the seattle supersonics i will always say that because it's a crime that they don't exist and if you want i can do the whole 90 minutes on just how much of a crime that is and hopefully seattle gets a team back that will be absolutely wonderful other things that i've done i came back to new york i worked for major league baseball for eight years that was a hoot and a holler Uh, Worked for ESPN, worked for Fox Sports Radio, covered all kinds of teams. I'm currently covering the New York Jets for Sports Illustrated. Uh, I haven't seen a victory yet since I took the gig, but we have that as well. You know, I'm telling you, uh, sports is in a weird time right now. Uh, Sports is in a time when I feel weird watching it. Uh, Some of the games that don't have fans, I think it's really lacking. Sometimes I worry about the safety But now the NBA just completed. The NHL's been completed. I just saw the French Open yesterday. Uh, That's over. That had fans. Football games, it's it's strange, and there's been positive cases throughout the league, and I'm not sure what they should be doing. There's so much now, and there's one thing that you have to you know, look at at this point. And from what I understand, we have about 4,000 people in here. So I want to say hello. One thing I want to say is, if it can happen safely, I'm all for it. But when it can't be, I want these leagues to just acknowledge that there's a chance it can't be. I don't mind that the NFL has rearranged their schedule. That's not a problem. What the problem is, is that they're shoehorning in these games, taking bye weeks away. The Denver Broncos got screwed out of this thing because they had to spend all week preparing for a game that didn't get played, and now they lose their bye week. And there's problems with that because what the NFL could have done is they could have easily just added on a week or two at the end of the regular season as a buffer week and put your playoffs a little bit later. I don't think anybody would have minded. And if they t- came out and had full transparency and suggested, if they suggested, it, then you can easily go there. You could easily, you know, put that into the schedule. And I don't think anybody would be complaining. I don't even think the people who think COVID-19 is not a thing. I don't think they would mind. And I think there's some validity to that. I thought the NBA did a great job. I thought the NBA having their bubble was necessary and i thought the biggest thing from a sports business standpoint was the fact that china aired game six what china if you think about when this season started and the in the controversy around daryl morey and now china is there that's pretty remarkable uh if you are here watching on twitch sports and you want to come over on this a hundred percent of you are saying can you see seth on the screen thank goodness oh Thank goodness I was worried, but slow down in my chat room. If you're in my chat room, I see you first, and then I see the Twitch sports uh, as well. So I can see both of you, but if you're in the Twitch chat room, if you're in my chat room and you say something nice, for example, if you say something nice, I can put it on the screen just like that. And I see that's how fancy I am. I am that fancy. And I can do that. And now we can clear that. So we do that. And voila. So you can jump on my chat room or you can jump on the Twitch sports one. I'm going to be looking at both and I'm going to ask for both as well. Uh, Let's welcome in our first guest, Etan Thomas, of course. uh, You know, like I said, if you've been following this channel for a long time, uh, he is a dear friend of mine. We started this channel back in the quarantine days. And now he has become a multimedia superstar. Was recently on NBC's Meet the Press, and now doesn't return my phone calls. It's the great Atan Thomas. How are you, sir?
2: How you doing, sir? <laughs> don't say I don't return your phone calls. Yeah. I text back though. Yeah, you do text <laughs> I back. Text you do. back. Right, you're a good right.
0: texter. You're you're, you're definitely you go. a good texter. Hey, uh, been, man, we—it's it, good to see you again. And uh, you're writing yeah. now for Basketball News. Is that true? Yeah,
2: basketballnews.com.
0: Okay. Yes. So next year, will you go in the bubble?
2: I don't know about all that. (laughs) I'll be writing from afar. You know me. You already knew the answer to that, Seth, before you ask that question.
0: (laughs) Oh, I've been setting it up. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Um, What did you think of the way it all ended? Uh, What did you make of yesterday? And what did you think of just the fact that the NBA was competing against things they never compete against. They had game one of the American league championship series up against a Sunday night football game. And I did right. a poll on my Twitter and 60% were watching football, which is what America is. Right. Did, did, the, did the NBA miss something? Should they have finished this? What's your take on all that?
2: I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I saw the reports that said about the the ratings and the ratings were the, the lowest that they have kind of ever been. For the NBA finals. Um, they were up against a lot. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but the game itself was exciting. You know, the NBA finals, they were exciting. Um, you know, I gotta give a lot of res- you know, a lot of props, a lot of respect to Miami. I thought they played great, um, uh, especially Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought he was fantastic. But you know, I thought the product, because you know, for for when we talked about it during the summer, I was very skeptical about how the bubble would even work mm-hmm. first of all, you know, and then I was skeptical about the product because when it first started, it didn't look good to me. You know what I mean? It was the the TV monitors that were up there. And I said how it looked like the hunger games. Cause it was, you know, it, it just
0: looked weird sluggish. But, you said right? sluggish. I remember, but,
2: but then it just got better. The product got better and the playoffs um, were exciting and the product was well. I mean, I, I can't speak for the, the ratings, I don't know what the ratings were and everything like that, but I thought the actual games were all very exciting.
0: We got a question from the Twitch sports chat already, and he says, kind of feel like the two losses were suspect. Why did they blow them out three times, lose twice, and then blow them out again?
2: Well, I, I, gotta, I don't know. You know I got to say Jimmy Butler kind of put the team on his back. The, the playoffs are all about adjustments, and they were making adjustments, and you saw in the final game, the Lakers had to make an adjustment by taking Dwight Howard out of the starting lineup and entering Alex Caruso. Um, I I have big man bias, admittingly. So I wasn't in favor of that, but you saw they had to adjust to what Miami was doing. Well, if they, if they weren't doing anything well, they wouldn't have needed to adjust. Um, But I I thought that they, you know, I have to give Miami credit because nobody thought that they would be in that position in the NBA finals once this playoff started. Nobody oh, outside of Miami or
0: Boston, room. right? It, it was, it was no, always no Milwaukee or Boston, right? No
2: Nobody thought they was going to upset Milwaukee in the first round. I mean, <laughs> number eight seed beating a number one seed, and then nobody had them really getting past Boston. So they just really have been underdogs. They, they were like the NCAA Cinderella team. You know, like that one shining moment, you had a commercial and everything. That was Miami Heat this year. So you got to give them props.
0: What about the idea that, the reason – and you and I talked about this over the summer. The reason yeah. why the quality of play and you had an upset like the eight versus one is because the travel wasn't involved, that everybody was in the same space uh, mm-hmm. except for Lou Williams. and Except for the, Lou Williams.
2: <laughs> I knew that was
0: coming. That was, that was good. That was a good I mean, way to, to say 4, that. We got 4,000 people watching this. I got to – No, that
2: was good. No, that was good. I I think, I think that the travel – people underestimate how much wear and tear the travel has on you. Um, even talking about going from coast to coast, from time zone to time zone. Um, even though it's East,
0: first class travel, it's it's still an issue, right? It's
2: still an issue. Explain your that if tired. you can,
0: because that that's the thing that I don't think a lot of fans get. They're like, you're not sitting in the middle seat in Delta.
2: Well, that's true. It's not Delta. You're not going through the airport. You're not. No offense you know, to waiting. Delta,
0: if anybody's watching from Delta.
2: Well, you're not waiting for your group to be called like Southwest. You know what I mean? So you can board the plane. I I get it. But it's still a, you know, four or five hour trip from coast to coast and you're getting in the, middle of the, up in the middle of the night and then you have to wake up, you know, so your body just gets tired. One of the things that we talked about is, um, you know, the games, a lot of times the guy's legs looked fresher, you know, mm-hmm. except for the Clippers. I don't know what was going on with the Clippers, but everybody else, aside from the Clippers, they looked like they had fresh legs the whole time. They didn't look like sluggish during the playoff. They didn't look tired as it went on and that's one of the things that's different when you cut out traveling i'm going to be interested in see what they do next season because you know when they'll start what type of system they'll be and that that's where you know because adam silver is very cautious and someone who is looking at the coronavirus numbers and then trying to proceed from there but i don't know what what you do next year you don't do you go back to a bubble do you have regional bubbles do you go to canada okay. which i'm all the way in favor for all the time going to canada you know that you know i mean? made
0: you a hockey fan all summer and i you did that. but
2: it made sense of though it canada did. is yeah is, that makes sense but it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year and
0: i, I want to send a, a special shout out to all the folks that are watching on twitch sports uh thanks to our man sausage water who just followed uh, you're welcome to follow this channel because we're going to be doing shows that aren't on, just on Mondays. We're going to do other shows and Atan's going to be a big part of it as well. Uh, so make sure that uh, if you can, you know, say hello. There's also, um, there's 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 donate buttons on the channel now. There's subscribe buttons on the channel now. I mean, this is like a major deal that, that, that we have here. Um, you, you referenced next season and I don't know what they're going to do and I don't think they know what they're going to do because... He Adam Silver came out and said today he hopes it can be in regular arenas with fans. And I just don't know when you can have that. And indoors in bad weather cities, how are you getting fans in the stadium and how do you have enough fans to make it worth their while? You know, I mentioned just before you came on, the last mm. two games for the NBA Finals have been aired in China.
2: That, yeah, I saw that. that that's saw massive. That. Yeah, I did see
0: that. <laughs> that is massive. And what I just wonder is if I don't think the bubbles make sense for a long term. And I mm-hmm. think that's what baseball was trying to say when they wouldn't go to a bubble, but now they do. You notice the baseball right. playoffs are now in the bubbles. They are in right. uh, San Diego for the American League and Arlington for the uh, the National League. Now they're right. letting fans in, but I don't understand. I that's yeah. baseball. Don't worry, I have rants for sure. after you're long gone. but uh, sure. <laughs> but the, the argument the argument for basketball and hockey's the same way is this could work. You know, you started a season that was cut mm. short by the pandemic and right. then you managed to recreate both of them. right. But my question then becomes what is sustainable? And would you do half seasons? Would you you know, would you do a 48 game season in the NBA? Would you really try to play 82 and then have the finals in July again? There's so many untold questions, and that's assuming we are better off with COVID than we are right now.
2: Right. So, I mean, that's the thing is Adam Silver's is going to pay attention to the numbers. I think that when you look at different options that they have, of course, everybody wants to be back to regular um, arenas, regular fans, but that might not be what the, the situation calls for. So then do you go to regional bubbles? Is that an option? You know, I mean, they're 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 going to proceed in some way. I, I think that it's a good thing just for the for the mental psyche of the players. For Adam Silver to have made the adjustment to allow them to have their families come in, um, you know, guys that have families and kids, that's a long time for them to be away for their for their families. And so I've heard a lot of players talking about that adjustment really helped them a lot. Um, but then, but, you but know, they're also it,
0: saying, but they're also not to cut you off, but they're they're mm-hmm. also saying it was a grind. There are players yeah. that are saying uh, they, uh, they are excited to get out of there. Somebody oh, on Twitter oh, yeah. was classic. He said the Lakers are the first team to win a championship and leave Disney World. They leave
2: Disney World. Oh, they can't wait to get out. They because can't wait to go back. If
0: Disney does a commercial where they say, well, you just won the NBA title.
2: <laughs> LeBron
0: yeah. James goes, and we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? No question. <laughs> no question. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have no idea. I don't even know. You know, they, they, nobody knows anything right now. I know, you know what I mean? So everything's such a big question mark. So, you know, but I would, I would feel comfortable in, in, in the way that Adam Silver has handled everything this season, that he would pro- proceed with caution and do the, the, the thing that makes the most sense. You know what I mean? He's not like the Florida governor who DeSantis, who was just going to say, open it up regardless. Bring all the fans in. He said, bring all the ready- football
0: fans. And the Miami all Dolphins are even like, I saw that. hold on, hold right. on. <laughs> what is his deal, Seth? What is up, man? I'm telling you, that guy, and we're not going to do a lot of politics on this show, but I'm going to say that guy has a chair next to Lex Luthor and the Riddler in the <laughs> Legion of Doom because <laughs> he has something else. Uh, rage 85 magic asks us and says, uh, if Jimmy had to go to any other team, what team would fit best?
2: I mean, I think he's fine where he is. I mean, I'm, I'm more, you know, thinking of what player could go with him to set them, put them over the hump. And of course you got to think Giannis. Mm. Um, I don't think that Giannis is going to go anywhere, but if he does go somewhere, you know, Miami would have to be at the top of the list. Of course you'd have golden state right there at the top of the list as well. Um, But Jimmy Butler, I mean, the way you know, I, I talk about my 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 AAU team a lot, and I'm talking to them because you know now everybody wants to shoot threes. It's just a three point shooting contest every game, and I'm like, Look because at pretty the- soon
0: there'll be no big the, there'll be no center position. Oh, don't say that. They, you they're know, they're getting no, rid of not the say, center. No,
2: position. no, they're, that's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen, Seth. They're trying, but we're not going to let that happen. The curse is for you. No, say bite your tongue on that. You know what I mean? But 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 this is what I, I've been telling him. Jimmy Butler scored 40 points without taking a single three-pointer. It was all mid-range. That is
0: fantastic. And he was you know under the basket. I, I saw, yeah. I...
2: he was driving, he was kicking out to hero, kicking out to his shooters. You know, he, it was it was beautiful to watch. And that's is it's good to get back to that. You know, Golden State for a while winning just has everybody just wanting to shoot threes all the time. That's it. Just three-point shooting contests. And you know, basketball is different. I don't want to sound like the, the grumpy old man, you know what I mean? Get off my lawn. But I don't like the way basketball is played sometimes, you know, nowadays. You just now the you, dribble, 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 shoot, the James Harden thing. I'm like, pass the ball, cut, do something, get open.
0: You know what I mean? It's just. Ah, did you um? You saw a lot more of it than I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Were they talking about the three-point line? Because that was something. Remember right before the pandemic hit, that was a big storyline Was that they were talking about next year moving the three point line in? Do you did you hear that? I didn't hear that
2: too much this year. Um, Have
0: they kind of? I guess my question is: Have they abandoned that? Because again, to to your point, aren't you trying to encourage action? And I don't know that three pointers are action.
2: Yeah, but people like scoring, so the you know I I I don't know. According to their analytics, people like scoring. I go back to the, the good old days of, you know, Miami, New York battles. You know, they're beating each other up. The scoring is in the 80s. I thought that was great basketball. And I don't think that the ratings well, were that, yeah. much lower then than they are now. You know what I mean? And, and people will tell you that was great basketball. So I, I kind of – sometimes analytics, you know, I don't know. They're kind of iffy. I'll say that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I get it. It's the numbers and the polling that you have is that people like scoring, but I I don't know.
0: Wow. Yeah, look, the the issue for me has been I thought the competition was great. And mm. I'm, I'm on record as saying that. And that's all mm. I've asked for. Go right. into a season where there are seven teams that could win the championship, not three. And okay. give me that. And you had that this year, and you didn't count on it. Uh, they right. didn't count on it. They didn't know. Right. But right. the question then becomes, do you think – it's at crossroads for this sport right now because they are trying to grow a product that they've done remarkable. And Adam Silver made a great point. He said, Mm -hmm. I don't know when we're coming back and I don't know what we're doing, but follow us on social media and follow our players because they tell you everything. And he was right. And he's right. And I like that. And I love that aspect of it. But I wonder how much of their situation is going to be focused on the bottom line, the business angle. And just saying, we've got to do whatever is best for our bottom line because we took a massive financial hit doing this this bubble and, and all the other things. And I, I can't argue with them. They did take a massive financial hit. Or are they going to say, let's take this opportunity to tweak our game even better to make it more like what it was in September of 2020?
2: Well, one thing I'll say about Adam Silver is see that he's a lot different than David Stern. And, you know, I just saw – you know, article I was actually going to post it right after the show that he that they announced that they was given you know a thousand dollars bonus and Fridays off and four Thanksgivings off and something like that for for all the um, the, the the league employees um, as a thank you you know mm. what I mean for everything but I, I wouldn't that's not something that happened under David Stern. You know what I mean? They didn't get rewarded for them. There have been different things that league employees had to work through. He didn't do anything specific for league employees after Katrina happened. after you know. I, and I don't want to start going on a tangent against David Stern, but I, I'm more giving credit to Adam Silver for, for sometimes he's he does things a little bit opposite of what would make business sense. You know what I mean? So it would make it would have made business sense for him, even going back to China. So when China said, you know, I want you to take care of that, that um, not take care, but you know, let's not take care of him. But that, you know what I mean? But to, to fire him, to, to reprimand him, uh, Daryl Morey. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Right, right, right. I didn't mean take care of him. But you know what I'm saying? They they, they made, And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I mean, even even going to where the the analytics will tell you with his embrace of social activism and actually putting black lives matter on the court that that all analytics uh, um, analytics will tell you that that would be a negative thing as far as viewership that you would have a portion of mainstream america that will not respond positively positively to that or that he allows the players to continue
0: taking a knee
2: you know so so he doesn't always go with exactly what makes most business sense so i got to give him respect for that but
0: the argument for the nba mm-hmm. the, the problem is there's no uh empirical data that backs up that claim that people are going to say that you know letting these players have their voice and you know they can change the names on their jerseys and they can put black lives matter they could mm-hmm. do all those things and I don't think that's a reason why people didn't tune in as much. Of course not, no, because but the analytics playing, the NFL, say that. The, the, the NFL and the baseball and the college yeah, football and all but, hockey but come was on, going Seth, on. There's all but this, Seth, like, it's September, for God, or now it's yeah, October.
2: But what are, the, what are the dots that Trump has connected every time he talks right. about the low ratings that the NBA has? Because nobody wants to see all of the woke athletes. And all of the all this of the people impression. going against America and everything and everybody's turning the <laughs> channel, low low ratings. That's what he says, right? So 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 you so if you have the president of the United States saying those things, a lot of people from a business, and whether they're factual or not, you're going to have a reaction from it. You know what I mean? But but Adam Silver hasn't done that.
0: Well, and and Adam Silver is is definitely. I I think the most forward thinking, I mean he embraced technology, he embraced sports gambling before anybody else did. Uh right. he's my white whale. I've told you that story. He's the guy uh, I can't get on my sports with friends podcast. Um <laughs> because he was in the room and I had to run across a room and I body checked the president of the New York Jets and I got there and he had just walked out and I had this interview and that was two years ago, and I I'll never let it down. So literally, if knowing you has produced one thing, please uh, just give me. I'll text him. I'll text Adam. Something. We'll do it live on this channel. We've got so many things to to ask him. But right. I do think I do think ultimately, mm-hmm. um, to kind of to kind of put a bow on this conversation because I want to pick your brain on it, two other things before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was important for them to finish. This one. And I didn't think that back in March. If you remember, I was against the NBA or the NHL. I said, those seasons are over. Right. I said, there's no way you're going to pull this off. And they right. created the bubbles. They created everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, hockey did it first, but that that's not neither here nor there. The right. reality of it is is that now going forward, I don't know. I have a big shrug your shoulders. And I don't know if Adam Silver was on this show right now. He doesn't have an answer, not for a lack of forthcoming. Mm-hmm. It's because he doesn't know. Doesn't because know, right? What he ideally wants to do is have everyone in their arenas. Right. And I don't know how you're doing that. Do you, I'll ask this to you, to the fans: If you're living in in Milwaukee, are you going to see the Bucks? Are you going to see the Boston Celtics in Boston in the dead of winter with COVID all over the place? Are you Are you doing that like? And I'm on record, and I've been called names on social media for saying it, I think you can have 10,000 fans at a football stadium because those places are massive, and if you look at the constitution of those stadiums, you can put 10,000 people in those stadiums safely, very safely. And I was at, and I don't know if I've spoken to you since, but I went to Yankee Stadium. I've been to a baseball game this year, and that place is massive. You could get 10,000 people in Yankee Stadium easily and it can be done safely what i can't do is i'm not letting thirty five thousand people go to tuscaloosa alabama the argument against the nba is it's indoors it's processed air and you're on top of each other yeah and if i told you you. (laughs) right and if i told you no if i said no you could not have fans in the arenas it absolutely let's just say there was a uh, there was a governor of a state that says no, Boston Celtics or New York Knicks, you can't count, you can't put fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Adam Silver doesn't say, then let's hold off. Yeah, I mean, because I, well, I don't want to do this halfway. I can't right. do it another way.
2: Right. Well, I mean, if he can come up with another way to do it, I mean, you know, like I said, regional bubbles. I mean, it would have to go from there. But I don't. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't see how it's going to work with no, with with fans in the arenas. I don't see how it's going to work.
0: I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Real quick, uh, the NFL, they've had outbreaks. The -hmm. Tennessee Titans, the New England Patriots, they've scheduled a bunch of things. And I said at the very beginning, I would just want the NFL to just be transparent and just add a week or two at the end of the regular season, 18 and 19, weeks 18, 19, and push the Super Bowl back and push the playoffs back and just say, we're doing the best we can. We're trying. And just level with people. But that's not not what they're doing. They're 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 shoehorning in the Patriots and the Broncos got so screwed. They had a whole week of practice for a game that didn't get played, and now they lose their bye week, which is so stupid. And it's all avoidable.
2: I agree. No, I agree, hundred percent. You're preachers of the choir on that one. (laughs) I I definitely agree. That's
0: it. it, it, I agree. It it makes no sense. I mean, I'm sorry. It makes no sense.
2: Last thing. Hey, wait. I gotta ask you real quick though. Did I see that the the carrier dome was leaking? Please yes. tell me that's not what I saw. Is that what I saw, Seth? Did I see the carrier, the new, the brand new carrier dome top was leaking? Are you kidding me, Seth? I didn't know. I didn't know you were gonna do that. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> Come on, Syracuse. <laughs> so, so Atan uh, and I. For those of you who are new here, Atan uh, and I are. Uh, Syracuse alums and we watch our alma mater and they have had two home games Um, no fans have been in there but they've had their dome and Saturday they lost to Duke and it poured up in central New York it was just pouring and water leaked through this brand new roof that they spent the entire summer Yes. I'm not a roofing guy but I gotta think that that's the first thing you're trying to fix (laughs) of course I don't know I don't know, that was... Goodness that was, gracious, that was, that was bonkers. That was bonkers. Oh, but uh, did, have you spoken to, or will you speak to, Dion Waiters, who won a ring? He's the second Syracuse player to win an NBA championship. How great is that, and when are we getting him on, on our show?
2: Oh, I'm happy for him. I, I actually sent him a message, um, you know, on Instagram, and, you know, told him congratulations and everything like that. I'm happy for him. And he was in an interesting situation. He was going to get a ring regardless. Regardless right. of which team won. That, right. Yeah, fantastic. That's, so cool. that's, well, so that's
0: fantastic. <laughs>
2: that right? That's great.
0: I thought that was so fun. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. Um, uh, one, one thing about the fake crowd noise, uh, just in, in, at least in baseball, and I, I've heard it's in football too, and mm-hmm. I'm going to a football game, I think in two weeks, and All that right. is it's not on the TVs. We've been screaming at the TV networks, like don't put these fake crowd sounds. Right, it's not in them. the stadiums. Yeah. They're playing the fake crowd sound in the stadiums. Yeah. That yeah. stinks. That just, yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, that's tough. Stop it. Stop it. I they love
2: the they, noise.
1: I love yeah. all the noise.
2: Yeah, they, they're trying to simulate what the players are here used to hearing. I don't know. They're trying. Know. How can people find you online? Uh, so I'm at uh, Tom Thomas 36 on Twitter. Um, Aton thomas 36 on Instagram, and my website is thomas.com
0: There you go. Very good. Well, thanks, man. Thank you so much for uh, oh, coming man. into our Twitch Sports uh, maiden voyage here. And uh, I will, I-, I will text you because I know you don't call me back. Right. Text
2: me. <laughs> Have a good one, man. All
0: right, man. I'll cool. see ya All right. That is Aton Thomas. And of course, uh, ton played for the uh, Washington Wizards for such a long time. And, uh, yeah, he's a he's a great guy, and uh, yeah, cho- Choi um, ban fake crowd noise 2020 in a heartbeat, in an absolute heartbeat. We're gonna put that on there. Look at that, ban fake crowd noise 2020. If you come over to my channel, you can do uh all of this stuff, and yeah, you can you can follow us, but you can also subscribe. Uh, you can also there's there's you can buy coffee. Uh, there's all kinds of neat things on the, uh, on the screen underneath uh, our, our little video here. And uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now, uh, Cam Cleland. And uh, we'll do a lot of NFL uh, with him. Uh, one other uh, nugget that we haven't talked about, and one thing I've learned from knowing a ton is he was never going to talk baseball, is, first of all, the tragic losses that Major League Baseball has undergone in the last 72 hours. Uh, it started last week with, uh, with uh, Whitey Ford passing. And I'll tell you a quick uh, story about Whitey Ford. Um, he knows, um, this is kind of weird to say, uh, he was very close to my in-laws. And uh, my wife's grandfather was dear friends with Whitey Ford, and I got a chance to know him really later in life, and it was really, really neat. Um, the one thing that we're looking at is, you know, when we go, you know, when we go in this direction, if if you talk about guys from another generation, all I can offer is to say, what a good dude, what a really, really good dude, and what a really nice person. Uh, Today, another Hall of Famer uh, passed away, Joe Morgan, Uh, longtime Cincinnati Red, played in the big league for 22 years. And a little-known fact about him is he played nine years for the Houston Astros, and nobody knows that. Nobody knows that he played for the Houston Astros. He's only famous for being uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, what a nice man, uh, too. People of our generation will know him as... The uh, announcer on ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, Sunday Night Baseball is uh, one of those things uh, that was an institution for me growing up. Uh, I loved Sunday Night Baseball. I don't watch it now because A-Rod's unlistenable. And yes, if, if enough people in the chat room ask me, I'll tell an A-Rod story. Um, they, now it's, it's unwatchable. And I like Matt Vasgersian a lot, but it, that A-Rod is unlistenable. Uh, But John Miller and Joe Morgan were fantastic when they were. They started in 1990 and they went through 2010 and it was a magical broadcast. It was must watch. And Joe Morgan was one of the smartest human beings I ever knew. And I got a chance to meet him a couple of times uh, when I worked for the league. And yeah, uh, uh, Miller Moulton fan. Andrew says uh, Joe played for the Phillies, too. He played for a bunch of teams. Uh, but people only know him as a member of the Cincinnati Reds. The the third person that passed away is a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Lee Solomon, and you don't necessarily know uh, who he is. And I understand uh, if you don't know who uh, Jimmy Lee Solomon is, but the one thing that you have to recognize with regard to baseball is when Bud Selig was getting up there in years, I was convinced that Jimmy Lee Solomon would have been the next commissioner. And I treated him like that. I talked to him like that. And I would always focus on the idea that he was the next commissioner. I never thought it was going to be Rob Manfred. I never considered that it would be Rob Manfred. And the argument that you get with regard to why it should have been Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee Solomon created the futures game. He created the civil rights game. He created the, the RBI program, which is reviving baseball in inner cities. Um, and he's just one of the smartest human beings I've ever known. And back in the two thousands, I worked for MLB and, uh, Jimmy Lee was the guy like I, I felt he was like the godfather. Like he wanted to kiss his ring. He was just a hell of a guy. And one of the people that I'm working with and I'm going to get on my Sports with Friends podcast uh, to talk about Whitey Ford, Joe Morgan, but also uh, Jimmy Lee Solomon, uh, who, again, doesn't have the fanfare. He's not a Hall of Famer like the other two, but just a really, really uh, good guy. All right. Can't bring it up like that and not tell the story. Um, A-Rod. A-Rod's one of the funny, phoniest people's phony. Say it slower. Uh, A-Rod is one of the phoniest people I've ever met. And he and I have had six to ten legitimate screaming matches um, over the years. And it started in 2001 uh, when he signed with the Texas Rangers because in the late 90s, when I worked with the Mariners, uh, he was our shortstop. And I knew him. um, And we were friendly. I wouldn't say we were ever friends, but we were friendly uh, I was closer with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is a guy that I swear by. And in a second, I have to uh, help get Kim Cleland on Zoom. So I'm going to need like 60 seconds. And, you know, the one thing that you have to recognize is if there's, if, if there's any opportunity for Alex Rodriguez to tell a lie, he told it. And... We would just brawl. And, you know, when I was with the Mariners, I used to put him on the postgame show because he would always make himself available. But then when he signed with Texas, he started getting faker than fake. And like I said, there's, there's so many tales and uh, so many bits that we... Would, not, not the good bits that you guys can give to this uh, channel here. Uh, it's, it, he just He's a jerk. He's just such a punk. And the last fight we had was right in 2010. So about 10 years ago. Uh, we haven't had much to do with each other since his suspension. Um, and now he's on this uh, this multimedia kick. And all it means is he hired a good PR person because he didn't change. He didn't suddenly become a nicer fellow because he's do- doing broadcasting with uh, with uh, David Ortiz on Fox Sports, whatever it's called. That doesn't make you a good guy. And on Sunday Night Baseball, he is literally on... on uh, he's easily easily um one of the just phoniest human beings i've ever known but again i don't want to rip it that bad um, they're in isolation now so you assume that everybody is staying healthy in baseball and that's a pretty safe assumption i think um, the american league series is in san diego and i'm just going to sit here and say that san diego without fans is really really sad it's one of the places that I think should have fans because if you've ever been in that center field lawn area, um, those are some of the go- most gorgeous people you'll ever see uh, in, in your life. Um, and that will be uh, one of those things. Um, here's a question. The Hotel Streamer, I think I'm saying your name right. Uh, do you think hockey will have a better season next year despite COVID? See, hockey's in a worse situation to me than basketball in that their bubble was better than everybody's. Uh, They had the best return. Their product was the ultimate. Um, Visually, it looked gorgeous. The way they took the tarps and custom-built them to fit the arenas so they didn't just look like somebody threw a, a tablecloth over the stands and they looked like those things actually belong And when you watched hockey, I thought it looked amazing. It looked the closest thing to, you know, non-neutral site games. I thought hockey was great, but that was very expensive. And they don't have the television money that even the NBA has. So to not have fans, I don't know how you do it. And my argument has been, I want sports back because I've loved this last six weeks. These last six weeks have been great. It's been a cornucopia. It's been your cup runneth over with the amount of sports. But ultimately, I don't I don't know how we could ask these peop, these leagues to play games and not have fans. Again, I, I don't know how we could. And my argument has been. I want it to happen, but I want it to happen right, and I don't know how. I I don't I don't think the option. I, I don't know because I'm gonna be confident and hope that in the next couple of months we get our act together with COVID. And you know, I'm tired of talking about COVID. I mean, I take it seriously, and I'm 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 a mask person, and and I I I definitely play it safe. But I want. I want it done. I, I want to be moved on. I want my kids in school all the time. I want all those things, and I want all of it. My fear is that if we have more delays, what happens if some arenas can have fans and some arenas can't? And what if, you know, teams, you know in, in certain parts of the North America can say yes and some can't? And what about teams that don't have good television contracts, you know, the local deals? All of that has to be a factor. and that's that's the problem. I mean that, that, that's that's one of the things. He writes, uh, looks close as it gets to a real game. Will the league have enough after to even support the teams? They spent a lot of money during doing all the extra covers and fan posters. Yeah, right. They spent a fortune on that bubble. And they bought out a restaurant in Toronto when they, when the, when the bubble was in Toronto, they bought out a restaurant. And, f- and the players and everybody in the bubble could go to that restaurant and still be in the bubble. Think about how much that cost. And it was just a huge undertaking. And I'm not trying to name drop because I've told you I can't get Adam Silver on my podcast. But Sports with Friends, if you subscribe to it, I'm working on getting Gary Bettman on the show in the next month. Uh, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. Okay. All right. We took care of that. I, that the, 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 Was it under a minute? I just sent it to him. You know, for all the people, and this is why they say, you know, if you can, if you can, uh, you know, you, you can, you can send some, some, some support over to the, to the show. We'll hire a producer or something. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do whatever we can. Uh, we'll send it, we'll send it, uh, Come on over. Okay, Cam Cleland, hopefully, in just a second. Um, Andrew writes, Seth, I will probably not see a movie in a theater for another 18 months. These graphics are the closest I will get to a movie theater. <laughs> oh, we made it? We made it under a minute? Ah, Andrew timed it at 47 <laughs> seconds. All right. Uh, yeah, until we get uh, Cam... Uh, if anybody wants to uh, a- ask any questions, um you know so so we did it um, why well, do people take breaks on Twitch? I see all those people taking breaks every once in a while. I mean, I've never taken a break, but you know we we tried we do we, under sixty seconds. I just had to send this this email uh, with the link to get you know on it. We do this through the magic of zoom and <laughs> we doing the best we can. But you brought up an interesting point because. This is my whole argument about you know who gets paid and who's not getting paid. First of all, none of this is blamed. I, even if the Tennessee Titans went to a rager, I'm not sitting there and I'm going. I'm not. I'm not going there and, and punishing them if, if unless we find out that they blatantly broke protocols. You can get COVID random ways. You can go to an ATM and get COVID. You can go to a grocery yeah. store and get COVID. I, I don't know how anybody should not get a paycheck because you can't play because of an outbreak and the safety of closing your facility. And then we learned when the Titans found out on a Tuesday that if their facilities closed, how can they be expected to compete at a championship level?
3: Well, it's not realistic too, because even if you're told to, I don't, I don't know how you get yourself physically, maybe not even mentally ready. There's no way to get mentally ready. How do I study third downs and what are we supposed to do? Just zoom this whole thing because there is no basis of information this has ever happened. I can't fall back and go, well, we did. No, I guess we didn't do it then. Well, what about when we, no, this is unprecedented. We don't have any, anything to fall back on. And also to remember, dude, these football guys and coaches are massive creatures of habit and extremely live in their own mental bubble that's the other thing that no one really thinks about they live in their bubble and this is being not trying to combine what what COVID is is that they don't really think about anybody else i mean and as crazy as that sounds you're paid the nfl stands for not for long that's not condoning that this is a health and safety thing this is saying is that to be as good as they are at that level You have to have that kind of mindset. So if it's pushed through, we got to practice. You watch Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady do in the spring? Well, we don't get to have spring. Well, guess what? I'm going to get together with guys at some high school field. We're going to do this. They're going to push the envelope as often as possible, even because they understand their livelihood, like watching Dak Prescott last night, yesterday, could be gone just like that.
0: Right, and nobody's suggesting that Dak Prescott not get paid because he hurt his ankle. And I, I just think there's the analogy My whole thing, and I'm trying to protect this. By the way, uh, if you are new to the show, if you're just tuning in, or if you were with us and for some reason we left you and now we're back, this is Cam Cleland, played the NFL. He's now a radio host in uh, Portland, Oregon, and he's uh, a great dude and uh, played at the University of Washington, and that's how I know him. And, you know, the one thing that you recognize with regard to all of this is I just felt more transparency and I can't believe I'm going to compliment Rob Manfred here because he's done such so many wrong things. But with Rob Manfred, Gary Bettman, Adam Silver, they were just kind of shrugging their shoulders and going, I hope so. I hope we pull it off. We're trying. We're going to do our best. We're going to do everything we can. But that's not what Goodell and, and the NFL is doing. They're like, come hell or high water, you're getting your Sunday night football you know, be darned, and, and guess what? If your game gets canceled, we'll put it on national, on CBS, and they'll love it because their ratings yeah. will go up over whatever I Love Lucy reruns they have or, or, or whatever. The, the whole argument for all of this is just I don't think as fans we should be treated like we don't know what's going on. and I'm well, not, and, the- and I'm not trying to be alarmist here. I'm not saying mm-hmm. cancel it. I just want it to be done responsibly.
3: And the other part, I think, Seth, you have to understand is this is a highly paid business. This isn't high school. This isn't youth. This isn't college to the point of trying to lie to you and try to tell you that these are student athletes, which they're not, okay? They're underpaid professionals in a sense. These guys understand the risk. I Maybe the association of trying to create it, and I, I try to explain this all the time, is that you can't relate regular jobs two NFL dudes. The the reality of it is doesn't even work that way mentally. You don't show up every day thinking like, well, I guess today to be today, my spine might break in half or anything. I mean, no, I know it's crazy to think about it because don't expect the NFL Roger Goodell ever to give you any transparency. They never have the way they find guys, the way they schedule things. They do it because it's kind of like this. We do it first and we're going to tell you what to like. They're the number one show on every network, every network on every channel because they understand that kind of power. Now, that doesn't make it wrong or right, but to expect the NFL to come out and try to be that forefront of transparency is I, – maybe I learned that a long time ago on my first practice.
0: Maybe. Uh, what has been your feeling on the games where there's no fans? And do you sense a difference when there are some fans?
3: Yeah. No, absolutely I sense a difference. I know, what, I know in the state of Florida their announcement – and Miami Dolphins have said, "Look, we're not going to put ninety or whatever, eighty-five thousand people
0: on their stadium again, again." I know it's insane. The governor—that again, this is the only yeah. political thing I'm saying all week. That governor belongs yeah. in the Legion of Doom. He is—I yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Nobody is talking about full stadiums except for that dude. Unbelievable, right?
3: I, I know. I know it's crazy to think about this. Yet, some fans do make a difference. You can tell the difference in watching it. I watched college football all weekend. I understand this is extremely regional, but to say you couldn't safely put five to 10,000 fans with the right proper precautions with your face mask and the social distance and that type of thing wouldn't make a difference. Yes, it would. Absolutely. It would make a huge difference. And
0: it's giant stadiums. It would work. I mean, I can go to
3: Costco and I can go out to eat and I can go into those leases right now, but this is outside and it can be done safely and intelligently. I think that's part of what the NFL wants to do. Now they're leaving it up to your local government. Yeah, the players would love it. Look, you can tell they would feed off the energy and enjoy fans because that's in the end. That's why you play. You play first. You play because you love the game, maybe. <laughs> but you play because you get paid. And you, you want to showcase your talent to everybody.
0: Uh, folks in the chat room are saying hello to you. Uh, so they want me to give you the shout-outs. Uh, the hotel yeah, thumbs streamer, up. And everybody's all I- excited uh, to, to see you. Um, all right, because well, I, I do want to get to college. That that That's very, very different. Um, yeah. But 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 back to the NFL. Um, do you think like do you think there'll be a breaking point and not not canceling again? I'm the Super Bowl's happening. It's, it's happening. Yeah. The breaking point in that they'll acknowledge that this futzing around with bye weeks and twerking schedules and changing all these things. It's just it's not fair to the players, but it's not fair to the competition that they're so proud of.
3: Yeah, I said I don't know. Truthfully, man, I don't know what the answer is. And I don't think the NFL does either. If you watched how the Pac-12 and I'll use my football college analogy, watch how the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were done. We're done. We're out. 30, 30 days later, we're back. We don't know. So to, 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 to try potent. to guess, like, how can the NFL – yeah, how can the NFL guess what's going to be like next week? What if there's another outbreak? What if something happens pregame? What if some other great quarterbacks test pregame? None of us are going to understand. They're, they're going to have to understand all of them. The adjustments are going to be day-to-day, week-to-week. And I think for us, for fans, that's hard to, hard to handle because we want consistency with it too. It's just maybe we should appreciate it every minute and every second and that might be i know that's hard i know it's hard to understand it really is but it doesn't make any sense or nothing is nothing makes sense
0: no it doesn't and uh, i'm not like i said i'm not gloom and doom and i I, you know because people are watching this and you know they're catching our conversation late and you do radio you know how that is and i'm not i'm not suggesting that I don't want this sport to happen and all that other stuff. I, 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 I've enjoyed it. it. The NFL's been great, and you've seen some great games, and there's some some great teams, but that Stefan Gilmore situation scared the bejesus out of me Yeah. because that's the thing. The virus, you know, you can have it and not test positive because it hasn't matriculated in your system there, and now you're on a football field, and you're in the face of all these guys, and yeah. that scared me more than more than Cam Newton because right. Cam Newton – you didn't know where he was when he tested positive and it was in the middle of the week. And the Gilmore thing was just, you know, it was two days after they played the chiefs and it was very, very odd. And, you know, you had the the false positive with the jets and they almost didn't play. And you're having all these situations. And all I'm saying is for the NFL, do you think the NFL will let a team make the playoffs if they've only played 15 games?
3: I think that if it comes down to win percentage choices that they have to use. I and mean, look, we already seen a tie, a flipping tie, which I, I can't. Ties, I oh my ties. God, sneaking ties. I mean, it drives the me NFC insane East, that that by happens. By the way, the
0: people in their yes, case beat win in the NFC East.
3: Exactly. We've seen that. And I think winning percentage, they're gonna have to come up with some other solutions. They've already expanded. This is the first year we're ever gonna get expanded NFL playoffs anyway. So to say that there might be some variations, yeah. I just have to always try to Explain this as hard hardcore as I can with this. set. these guys had chances to opt out.
0: They, they had knew. a lot of them, and I, the number they have a was lot low. of chances,
3: and they still can. They can still opt out if they want and forego and leave. There's no one putting a gun to their head and saying that guys, if you feel uncomfortable and safe, which I 100% agree with, don't go out there and play and do that. Top players might choose, but they're also going to be willing to take risks. Football already is risky, and I know we can't see this virus. And a lot of these guys are not going to let it stop them mentally. That sounds a kind of vain and egotistical and alpha male, but I always try to say, welcome to the NFL, man. It's not for long for a reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, By the way, if you chat in the Twitch sports, I do see it. If you chat in our channel, uh, we get to do fancy things like this and put it on uh, the screen. Can't these young whippersnapper kids playing in the NFL get pumped on recorded crowd noise? They grew up on Madden NFL. (laughs)
3: That's solid but Madden NFL that's so is on true. time
0: because when a guy makes a catch in Madden, oh, you the crowd cheers, what they do is they do it. And it's delayed reaction because the guy has to it's find bad. the button.
3: It's bad. It's hor- I'd rather them not have any crowd noise. Just give me a sustained white noise. It's just pretty. It's pretty pathetic when they, and there's like two seconds after the touchdown and the guy decides to cheer. But I, it's better than nothing. Let's call it that. Right. All right.
0: Uh, college, and you said it uh, yourself, there wasn't any medical breakthrough that made the Big Ten and the Pac 12 change their mind. And I was applauding them when I, you know, I was in the minority, but I applauded both <clears throat> the Big Ten and the Pac 12 because I thought college kids should not be subjected to this. They're not getting paid, they're being sacrificial lambs, and it just didn't seem like they could be protected. And I didn't like that the ACC was following – that there was a Duke doctor that was saying a bunch of nonsense, and I was like, that guy works at Duke? Like, come on. And I was disappointed. But then, and yeah, it turned political, and it got political, and they pressured the Big Ten into doing it, and then the Pac-12 was not going to be the black sheep, and they weren't going to be the only one to not do it. So now they're having Mm -hmm. a hybrid season. When the Pac-12 announced, you're a big Pac-12 guy, you live in Oregon, you went to Washington – when the Pac-12 announced, what was your gut reaction? Like, yippee, football! Because our mutual friend Softy, he was giddy. He couldn't. Yeah. He was so excited. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I, I was say caution. What was your take? Well,
3: so I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, man. I was, I was ecstatic. <laughs> Were you really? I I, I, I come on. No, football. It's fine. College football is a number one for me. If I was ranking college, it'd be college football. It'd be a very distant NFL, and then Major League Baseball, then basketball. I love all the sports, but college football is so far number one. Look, I look at it as how it, how valuable college football, what it meant to me, okay, what it, what it did for me, my relationships, my network with my coaches. That's where I learned to be a real, like, like a real teammate. I didn't know what that was like in high school. I mean, the guys I was around, the experience. I go back to college tomorrow. I, I would. I, I there was no the Every NFL team was like, "Oh, you get paid a bunch of money." College is an amazing experience if you have the opportunity to play at a high level, Division One, even at a small Division One. The memories I take from that. I'm more thinking of it as the players' perspective. The guys that trained all year round, that were maybe getting ready for the draft. Okay, you don't get a year of eligibility back if you want to. Some might try or opt out and do that, but you'll never be together in this group again. So for me to see that their dreams everything they worked for and everything that they've done up until this point to showcase that talent. That's why you watch college football is to allow that moment because 95% of them, Seth, they're never going to play in
0: it. I understand. I understand all that you're saying. Do you believe that college athletes should be allowed on college campuses? Because to me, college campuses are absolute cesspools for 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 every illness known to man because you went to college and i went to college and social distancing was what you were trying not to do and well there are two i don't know how the the right guard i'm not talking about the stars but the right guard on the on the oregon ducks how he's not going to a house party and not spreading it that way
3: well so this is a this is a tough decision but uh, these are one of my biggest conundrums that I deal with every day It's calling 18 to 22 year old kids. Now they are young adults. Now, first off is sometime in your life. Okay. You're going to have to make adult decisions. First of all, is it safer for those athletes? Cause we're talking about athletes here. I'm not talking about standard students. Standard students are in a different situation. We're talking about college football. I'm going to stay in this lane because this is important to stay in this I
0: understood. lane. I understand. Very
3: important is that these athletes are always better off with those people around them first of all you have coaches that are older that will take care of them a lot of them are father figures and they don't have them two they have medical experts around them close they don't have medical experts around a mom and dad's couch back in wherever bfe wherever they're at okay no matter where you can sit up that is better education together around that and then they have to also make an adult decision to not go to those parties seth we can't sit there and tell them all the time don't go don't go well if you don't go guess what we lose our season you lose your eligibility you lose you could subject our team to all the things that come with covid fine adult decisions eventually have to be made by these guys we can't sit there and do that they're always going to be safer in my opinion it just this is my opinion around around that atmosphere, then they would be out on their own by themselves.
0: Okay, what happens then? Uh, five weeks in, let's use my alma mater Syracuse as the example. They stink, yeah. Right, they play Clemson. No, they play Liberty this week, which is don't even get me started. But then they play um, uh, Clemson the week after. Right, they're going to be one and six by the end by the end of November, uh, end of October. They're yeah. one and six. And in November, you're asking 18, 19, 20-year-olds to keep at those protocols because we're playing for what? And what I'm saying is 20-year-old Seth Everett would not be able to make that decision.
3: Well, there's a difference between 20-year-old Seth Seth Everett. 20-year-old Seth Everett didn't sign a letter of intent not only honoring the opportunity there is that when you sign that dotted line, a coach looks you in the eye and they say, we want you to be part of this program already said there's higher expectations for you. You're not Steve. You, the, the, new intern. Okay. You're not Billy, the new uh, radio guy. That's trying to get a broadcast degree at Syracuse. You're a division one football player and you have to be held at a higher standard. Now in uh, 85 scholarships and 110 guys, what's realistic? What isn't? but there's no perfect answer to this. There isn't, there is no perfect answer, but there are always, there's always expectations as a D one athlete.
0: Do you get the sense that college football is going to, um, that, that you, that there won't be outbreaks as time goes on because the fear, you know, at least from my perspective has been, you know, when North Carolina had 300 cases in like five days and then they sent all the students to virtual learning, but the football players stayed, Uh, do you think, is that fair that they're saying that the campus is not safe, Mm -hmm. but the Tar Heel football players can stay on campus and still do their thing. Right. And I think it's naive, and I, I just want to have this di- disclaimer because I I know I'm going to contradict my own argument. Is mm-hmm. if you're an upperclassman not on a scholarship, you're not living in campus housing anyway. Right. <laughs> you're you're not leaving. No. My student, I teach a class at Syracuse, and it, I have all grad students and seniors. And if they if they go virtual, they're all staying in their apartments. They're paying stinking rent. I mean, they're not leaving. So my question is, do you get the sense that? When that happens, again, idealistically it doesn't happen, but when that happens, should North Carolina say, well, we can't do football because we can't, our campus is not safe? I
3: One thing you'll learn about me is that I don't operate, and this is fair, is I always appreciate everybody's opinions and I value I their thoughts 100%. I don't operate in the mindset of fear because as football players, we – we operate from as and that never leaves you. You operate from your itinerary that your coach structures and does that. I can't know what it's like in reality, what it's like as, as a as a standard situation with North Carolina. My biggest problem with all of this, Seth, is the falsities that the NC2A has has put on college athletes, trying to use them like that. Okay, like to make revenue because North Carolina, Nebraska, Ohio State all these big top schools like Alabama and Florida, all of them are revenue generators. Okay. When you generate revenue for a major university, your expectations and things are going to be treated differently. Okay. But wait, a wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're student athletes. There's the confusion and the conundrum is they are as equal as the regular students. So we, c- there is no real reality with this. There isn't because well, right. they're not regular students and they're certainly high end revenue generators for those universities. And that's what they are. They showcase everything about those universities. actually bring in more recruits and bring in more students when you win. And there we have it. But
0: you see the difference. Like when we were talking about the NFL, I was never like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. I just want to make it easier. I think, you know, for example, the Tennessee Titans were, you know, given a bill of goods. uh, And the Denver Broncos were screwed more than anybody in their competition. Not the COVID stuff. Yeah. It's the – you know, let these guys have real work days. I mean, you you know how valuable practice is to get ready for a team, but in the college situation, I just, I fear the whole thing because I've seen college and I see what you've seen, Wisconsin, you've seen uh, Michigan, you've seen these outbreaks and Alabama has, you know, 1500 cases all the time. And, you know, they don't seem to mind. And, you know, when you see it, it's so fractured. You know, there's not one governing Man. body. There's not one commissioner. And everything is done by conference. And my thing yep. is, is the conferences have different protocols. So you're safer if you're in the Big Ten than you are if you're in the Big 12. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know that. That's where I don't like it, because what I'm suggesting is there is this one statistic where uh, the guy from Michigan came or no, 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 Penn State. Sorry, Penn State came out and said of the athletes in the Big Ten, the student athletes, not just football players, who had tested positive over the summer, 15% of them had that heart condition. That's a lot to me. That sounded like a lot. And no one's been able to refute that part. And I'm not saying that I know better. I'm not saying that you know better. I'm not pretending to be an expert. But what I'm saying is, given the fact that you're playing against teams and you don't know what their protocols are, it's the opposite of what the NFL is doing, and that's yeah. what, that's my alarm.
3: Well, it's a tough, it's all tough decisions. None of us know this. None of us have any sort of ability. We just majority of us found this out in March. So for, to ask these young guys and all of us to be able to make the right decision, I man, I don't have this answer.
0: No, it's fine. I really right? don't.
3: There's poli- there's political lines. There's all sorts know, of things. Look, I, I wear my mask. We do this stuff. There's no the the, the I just. I, I mean, I stay this in a, in a crazy mindset of if you were given the difference between Seth and Cam, if you were given the opportunity to go play football, would you do it right now? That's the question. And it's an individual choice sometimes you're going to have to make. And all these guys are making individual choices.
0: And Hugh That's, Douglas. The
3: NCAA is, is a broken model. That is the truth. And we can understand that.
0: No, we know that. Right. We're, we're agreeing on 90% yeah. of the, the thing. I, I, yeah. I see everything you're saying. You see what I'm saying. What the disconnect and Hugh Douglas, because somebody just asked, What's this channel about? So this is what we do, we talk sports. And uh Hugh Douglas was on. You know Hugh Douglas, and Hugh Douglas was on, and we asked him the same question I asked you. And he said, 22-year-old Hugh Douglas plays football, 28-year-old Hugh Douglas doesn't. And that was when the opt-out was was going on, you know, when the 69 players opted out, and he said 22 you're invulnerable and you have no responsibilities. 28 you have a family, you have a wife, a kid, you have a you know, Absolutely. parents, you have responsibilities. Hell no, I'm not playing. 6 years. Yeah. This is not 6. This is 6. Yeah. And and that to me that's what I think about kids because I can't ask college kids. I I just it feels idealistic to ask college kids to just say, well, I signed a letter of intent, so I'm going to take it very seriously because I fear that these guys are going to be fearless and they're going to play and they're not going to be as responsible.
3: All, that, it's just- all, yeah, yeah, it's all full of all those those crazy questions that yeah, none of us are going to have The what's going to be the right answer, one side or the next. You can oh. get a. I mean, it's going to be one group is going to be mad at you. The other one's going to say you're crazy. crazy. So it's
0: crazy. Yeah. What did you think of the other sports and the way they've been putting on the bubbles? Well, hockey, basketball just completed. Now baseball's right. in this isolation thing, and and yeah. supposedly they're doing it, and they see it seems okay uh, right now. Baseball's had like five consecutive weeks of no cases. What do you mm. make of the other sports and just how? We're in this time where there's like I was saying before the cup runneth over. Like there's, we had the NBA Finals, Game One of the ALCS, and a football game all on at the same time. It was it was weird.
3: The month of October is fantastic, man. It's the greatest sports month. Uh, You can't even argue this anymore. In history. It's just, yeah. I mean, but every year, October gives you everything. And now we got NBA finals, which I thought Adam Silver and the NBA did a fantastic job. You got to see 115 straight days of what it was like for LeBron and the Lakers to be there. Was it optimal? No. No. They had good virtual, but you know what? They found a way to make it work because of... You can operate that way with NBA team, 15 guys on a roster, small amount of contingency groups. You know, the NHL did a very good job too. Major League Baseball had their outbreak early and they learned from it. And now they bubbled the playoffs, which realistically, it's hard for me to watch what the Yankees were doing in San Diego. I'd love them to see in their city, but
0: it was really, it was
3: really weird. And it's going to continue to get weird because when they were the Astros are still in it.
0: When they yeah, wore exactly. their home uniforms and they, they uh um that makes like, sense <laughs> and they played New York New York at the when they won. And then when the Rays yeah. won, they played New York, New York, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> it's
3: weird. It's all it's all weird, it's all weird it's and really everything weird. we see. Yeah. And I'll I'll reiterate this the fact that the stinking Astros are still in the playoffs is even
0: Have we lost Cam or did we lose are we still on? Some, somebody in the chat, tell me. We're, we're good, right?
3: I mean, more insane, but I digress. We don't talk okay. with you if we get to that point. I don't know. I don't know if the NFL is going to get to the point where you can bubble like what other sports did.
0: I don't know how they can do it. Um, you mentioned the Astros, so I'll just tell you this about the Astros. Is I talked to Dusty Baker over the weekend, and Dusty, there's a little-known fact about Dusty, and, and and I'll I'll just tell this, and people who are watching, if you know anything about my career – Um, Dusty Baker gave the eulogy at my best friend's funeral (laughs) and Dusty Baker can do no wrong. And Dusty Baker was a guy who I went out to lunch with him when I didn't want to watch baseball anymore because my, you know, my best friend was Daryl Hamilton who played in the major leagues and he was killed in 2015. And in 2017, we went out and he said to me all these reasons, like we had a personal conversation and he, uh, meant a lot of, a lot to me. And Dusty is—he thinks this is karma for him, because his legacy has always been that he can't get to the big, you know, the final right. prize. The yeah. Cubs, the Giants—he can't get to the final prize, and he thinks of all the teams to have. I'm—I hate to—I hate that I'm saying this. I am so pulling for the Astros. Oh, it you're canceled because Seth. of Dusty. Cancel. <laughs>
3: Are you kidding me? Astros. They don't even have. No way. There's no. Uh. Uh-uh. There's no way they're gonna do it without that. They don't have enough pitching. I'm already. I'm going full statistical on you. But oh, if they okay, do, oh my god! If they do,
1: well, just set the
0: world on fire. Well, here's the thing. He'll <laughs> he'll say this. This is this, this, this. And this is not dusty. These are these are not his words. These are mine. Yeah. People think that the Astros got away with something because there were no fans in the stands. Are you telling me they're not gonna get booed mercilessly next year? You think people forget? Yeah, oh no, it's just fans, fans no. forget when. No, when in your life, we never forget. Fans forget. They don't forget
3: anything, anything, they don't forget anything. And we don't, we don't, they're, I mean, they're talented. but but if they can win it, the thing is, there's never been an argument about their talent and what they have. They no, have an no. unbelievable lineup. They just come on, Zach he's your best pitcher. I know
0: yeah. they don't have Garrett Cole, they don't have Verlander, he's out, and yeah. I, I don't know how they're doing it. Um, and Tampa's a great story and Tampa's a great team. Uh, Kevin awesome Cash team. is a good manager and they've got a lot of young guys, but it's not just yeah, they young took all guys. the
3: Mariner players. We got to watch Mike Zanino win yep. it last night. Come on, all the he Mariner to, guys he, get taken from yeah. there. It's
0: brutal. Yeah, he's there and uh, it, you know they have some some veteran pitching and I, I like Tampa a, a lot. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers in uh, the Braves is an interesting one because the Dodgers on paper yeah. are a better team, but they're not you know that doesn't mean anything. I thought it was yeah. weird that baseball – there's two things on baseball that I'll get your, your thoughts on. Um, number one, I didn't understand when they came up with their isolation bubbles why they chose Los Angeles where there's <laughs> awful air quality and yeah. fires and, and just – you had every stadium. You could have played it in Miller Park. Yeah. You could have played it in Arizona. You could have – you didn't need to – why Why Dodger Stadium? Yeah. I didn't know it, had
3: it. Be, it had to be – it had to be – think of it this way maybe it's i don't know it's got to be some regional decision based on broadcast rights or not just broadcast rights but availability availability to networks at this point but maybe there you go
0: and then the other one was because they you know they added that extra round which by the way division winners should not have to play a three-game series but they added that extra round and then the Fox is telling them like enough is enough baseball. Like you got to yeah. get, get done. We, we we're getting our scripted program right. back. Family guy is back. You know, like <laughs> they, the, um, the argument, the argument was um, they took the off days away. Cause there's not travel, but they didn't tell T and a general manager today told me this. And I didn't realize this. Nobody told baseball that at the trade deadline. So nobody tried to add depth to their starting pitching because they thought you'd have the regular off days and you'd build your rotation accordingly. If you are a pitcher and you want to go on short rest, the best you yeah. can pitch is one and five. That's it. And yep. that that that's not enough. Like I'm sorry. That's not enough. And if you had those two extra off days, a, a starting pitcher could go one, four, and seven. And that can't you can't get Kurt Schilling this year. And I think that's weird that they didn't tell the teams. And I think it's because Fox told them like, we're happy you're back, but enough is enough. We
3: don't have that kind of time. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. Yeah. It's
0: it's not because of the bubble and it's not because of safety. It's not because of any of that nonsense. That's yeah. uh, Yeah. I I, I don't know. (laughs) It just seems like baseball was very tone deaf when they put that whole thing together. Whereas hockey They're recognizing that there were outbreaks everywhere. Their bubbles were supposed to be in Las Vegas and Pittsburgh or maybe Columbus. And they said, nope, screw this. We're going to Canada. And we went to Edmonton and they went to Toronto and it came off without a hitch. And I thought that was brilliant, but it was paying attention to what was going on. And there's wildfires like crazy. Like you can't put on the news and not hear about this bad air quality. And you put your playoffs in Dodger Stadium? Uh, That that made no sense. I'm sorry. That's all right.
3: It's an honest rant. You can rant all you want, buddy. It makes sense.
0: It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Tell people, uh, we have a lot of people who are watching for the first time. Mm -hmm. Tell people when you're on the radio.
3: So I'm I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm on 1080 The Fan. Uh, I'm on 6 to 9 a.m. every morning. You can find us on the radio.com oh yeah uh you, yeah you can get our podcast it's called dusty and cam in the morning 6 to 9 a.m Pacific Standard time who's dusty i uh, hope we've been more dusty is uh he's my cohort he's a local local young guy uh i'm I'm the old man river just call it this i'm supposed to be the guy that's grumpy and and just full of that, which I play that role very, very well. You'd be surprised. I how can pull old that is off that? How old
0: or. is Dusty, if you don't
3: mind? Well, I say young, Seth. I go young. He's thirty-four. Okay. So come on, I'm forty-five. It's not like no, he's, he's super young. No, but he's not. He's young. not
0: like twenty-three, just out of school. Like Portland's amazing. Right. City. I'm not
3: having no, no. I'm not having to change his diapers and also teach him how to <laughs> hit the radio button at the same time. <laughs> no.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for hanging out with us. And anytime. Uh, I, I I appreciate your sentiment. I really do. And uh, I, I, I think you and I both want the same thing. We want yeah. sports. We want them done right, and we want right. everybody to be healthy. And you and I are sick and tired of COVID nineteen.
3: Absolutely, twenty twenty can suck it.
0: Oh, uh, it's it's brutal. It's just it never stops. It no, ne- it literally never stops. And it then, and then you hear about murder hornets and all those other things. Yeah. <laughs> then it all goes down. Then it all goes away. Like, I know, know, There it, it is. is. All right. Uh, thanks, buddy. That's I'll that's- talk to you soon, man. All right, man. All right. See ya. That's uh, cam Cleland, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, look at that. One thing I noticed when we go from a two shot to a one shot, it like frames you out. So that's something I knew. And I apologize for whatever happened in the middle of that interview. Um, we disappeared for a second. That, that was weird. Has that happened to anybody else? That's never happened. Now, I have been knocked off. But I would get error message after error message and big flashing lights and all those things. And that's how it would happen with me. Not the other way around. We were like cruising. And I I checked the messages and it's saying, stream is good. We're doing well. And all of a sudden we got uh, disconnected, I guess. So that was kind of weird. But what I used to do when I was at MLB and people would have trouble hearing our show, I would always say to tell them to reboot their computer because it's on them. And I used to say that all the time. And I would always just tell them, nope, that's that's how it would be. And every time, you know how Cam froze for like a minute? The late, great Daryl Hamilton, he was on this dedicated line that we would do our show together with. It was called a hotline. And they don't even make them anymore. And it's it's like 15 years ago. And Daryl, it used to cut out like that, and we would literally hear a click in our headphones. So the audience couldn't hear when he'd come back, but I could. So we would rehearse it, and every time I hear the click, I would pause, and he would come on, and he would literally go, and those are the players I know did steroids, and I'm never telling you again. <laughs> and he would always do that, and I totally remember um, those days, <laughs> because we would always go go on there. Um and that, that, that's pretty funny. Are we on 24-7? No, we're on every day, but not 24-7. Uh, and coming up in just a couple of minutes on Twitch Sports are two of the best in the business. Uh, Mark Miller and David Moulton. They do a radio show in Florida that is fantastic. And they're going to do an extra Twitch hour, Twitch show or whatever. Um, they're going to do it uh, right there. And make sure you go uh, hang out with those guys because they do a great, great job. And when you watch their show in the morning uh, Wednesdays, uh, they get a, a, a visitor that literally sits right like, like me. Um, thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah, D- Daryl and I used to play on that all the time. <laughs> and the, 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 there's a picture of Daryl in this little slideshow here. Uh, that's Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, and it, it, it supposedly shuffles. Uh, and we put a bunch of pictures in and I'm going to add to it and make a bunch of pictures and make a big, uh, collage, uh, while we're doing the show. And that's technology. And that is definitely what we have. Uh, While you're here, please uh, follow this channel because then when we go on the air, you'll be notified. Um, And then uh, you can say hello and you can subscribe to this channel. You can donate to this channel. You can do all the great Twitch things. You can give us bits and bots and all kinds of things uh, over here on this channel as well. And we look forward to to all of that. And we love... um, interacting with folks and you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's a big way to follow me and we'll put the Twitter handles up uh, in just a sec. Uh, yes, I will do that. Um, and uh, I'm at Seth underscore everett on Twitter and that's a lot of fun too. Uh, I love social media. I got hacked on social media. That wasn't fun um and then t- the tweets were deleted but somebody uh hacked my twitter account about two weeks ago and i that was crazy that was absolutely crazy uh so it was uh, one of those things uh what time are we on each day we are on a different time every day and we're gonna put a stream schedule on the channel. As soon as we know when we're on and what we're doing, we are going to put on uh, the the channel. It'll probably be around this time most days. Uh, It will will definitely be uh, most days. It'll be around this time. We'll try to vary it up, but we probably won't do late, late nights, and we probably won't do early, early mornings. We'll probably do somewhere in the middle uh, in that, so... We can do. We can ha- we can hang with you. And like I said, if you have any questions, come on over and uh, let me know. Uh, anything that you want to ask. And uh, like I said, I'm an open book. I tell all kinds of messed up stories, and uh, <laughs> some of them make me look good, and some of them make me look really really bad. Uh, that picture is uh, Sam Bird, one of the Formula E drivers um yeah we'd have all different kind of random pictures in there and that's ken griffey jr after he got inducted into the uh, baseball hall of fame and he did that podcast uh sports with friends and uh, we've got hall of justice that's another podcast that i do uh so that comes out on thursday so very very busy these days and uh, trying to do as much as i can want to thank Atan thomas for uh, joining us and also cam cleland Uh, for joining us i thought that was a great array of uh guests from different perspectives and uh, different parts of the country and i thought that was a a pretty good idea to do that so stay tuned miller and Moulton are next uh they're coming up in just a couple of moments and you know one thing that you can promise um you know the one thing that you can look at uh from a lot of situations is my mic is muted Am I muted? You can't hear what I'm saying? I'm just talking to myself? No, I, I think I'm, I'm speaking. Oh boy, I need a, I need a technical person standing by to help me, because wow, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of messages here and messages there, and you guys can hear, so it, apparently it works. Um, and who knows? Uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, but Twitch Sports, uh, our thanks to them, will be part of this as it comes down. And like I said, follow this channel as you can uh, uh, check out uh, what we're putting together. And like I said, if you like those guests, uh, we've got dozens of those guys just like that. And uh, we can uh, definitely come on over and um, just say hello and, and, and you know, what we, hear, <laughs> what we hear all the time. See, I finally fixed my microphone. It, my microphone works. That's amazing. There were times over the summer this microphone didn't work, but now it totally works. All right, stay tuned on Twitch Sports for our friends Miller and Moulton. They're taking it away on Twitch Sports, and I will see you next time.